Hello, I'm Sam Lichtenstein, Stratfor Director of Global Security Analysts at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Sign up at worldview.stratfor.com. Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for joining us. As Russia's war in Ukraine intensifies and Western countries stand firm on punishing sanctions, one country has found itself caught in a predicament. That country is Turkey. It's geographically significant in the current standoff. It also has significant economic and diplomatic concerns as the crisis continues. Here with details is Rain's senior Middle East and North Africa analyst, Ryan Boll. Ryan, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Emily. Can we start with the relationship between Turkey and Russia? Well, the way to describe them is frenemies. Uh, That is that they have areas where they're in direct conflict and areas where they they need one another. Um, So let's go through the areas where they're in direct conflict. Uh, The most significant place that Turkey and Russia are on the opposite side of things is in Syria, where Turkey is backing uh, rebel groups still trying to overthrow the government of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. Uh, and Russia is backing uh, Assad. And that's been a long-standing dynamic that has put Russian troops and Turkish troops behind rebels or government forces uh, on the battle lines in northern Syria. Uh, that's a significant fault line, and it has resulted in serious military crises uh, between the two in the past. Uh, but that's not the only place. Uh, they have also backed opposing factions in Libya, where the Turkish government has backed the government in uh, Tripoli, uh, and the Russians have sent in mercenaries to support the warlord General Khalifa Haftar. Um, and they've also ended up in another proxy war in 2020, uh, where Turkey backed Azerbaijan and Russia was backing Armenia in the Caucasus in that war that Azerbaijan won. Uh, in addition to that, uh, Turkey has also sold some of its uh, its famous now TB2, TB2 uh, drones to Ukraine that are being publicized and used against Russian forces during the war there. Uh, so Turkey has been on the other side of Russia's military moves in several areas, and, and that's a place where they remain in conflict. Uh, but at the same time, there's lots of areas of cooperation. Uh, Turkey is very much reliant on uh, Russian wheat, Russian energy, Russian tourists, Russian investment and capital. Um, And those economic links have helped underscore a relationship that can be militarily combative at times, but economically cooperative. And that creates a, a diplomatic situation where Turkey tries to work with Russia in specific places and then compete with Russia in others. So Turkey tends to draw a box around problems it has with Russia. It keeps its Syrian problems in the Syrian box and tries not to escalate beyond that for fear of jeopardizing those economic links. And of course, for fear of potentially sparking a military conflict with Russia that could drag in NATO and create a much wider war. Rain has been covering the requests to Turkey to close its straits to Russia amid this conflict. So what's happening with those straits? Right. So that has happened now. Uh, Turkey has invoked what's called the Montreux Treaty of 1936 and has said that it considers the Black Sea region to be a combatant zone, that there are regional there's a regional war that under the treaty stipulations allow it to close these straits to warships from either side. Now, this favors Ukraine because Ukraine had a much smaller navy. And in fact, uh, most of its navy has been stuck in ports or, or already destroyed. Uh, so it favors the Ukrainians because this really, in, in a functional sense, means that fresh Russian warships 
can't come into the Black Sea. Uh, now, of course, the Russians signed this treaty back when they were the Soviet Union in 1936. They've adhered to the treaty. So it's not a break in relations between Moscow and Ankara. It's simply Ankara deciding to enforce the stipulations of a treaty that the Russians have already agreed to. So yes, the Russian warships in that are in the Mediterranean or elsewhere that might try to enter the Black Sea uh, are blocked. But under the terms of the treaty, the Turks are not blocking ships that need to return to port. So if there are warships that are damaged or need to be resupplied, they're still able to leave the Black Sea. So it's not a full blockage of Russian military traffic. It's simply a block of them going in. Ryan, Turkey is ostensibly neutral here. What might happen to cause it to move away from that position? Well, let's first talk about the ways that Turkey won't move away from that position of neutrality. Um, Western pressure, U.S. pressure, EU and NATO pressure, that will be pretty intense on Turkey to take a side, especially because Turkey's being or uh, NATO is being revitalized in the course of this invasion of Ukraine. Uh, but Turkey will resist those calls in large part because Turkey doesn't necessarily see any benefit to engaging in isolation of Moscow. Um, the West is not going to step up and provide economic aid or extra military support to Turkey uh, for the hits that it might take from Russia should it escalate against the Russians. So because the West isn't going to step in to offset the pain that Turkey might feel by being more adversarial with Russia, that really cut, undercuts the incentives for Ankara to decide to go along with the West's line. That being said, there are plenty of other independent factors that could cause Turkey to change its mind. Um, one of them could be a Russian pro provocation against Turkish forces. Uh, that could happen in Syria. It could happen in the Caucasus. It could even happen in Libya. Uh, any of these places where Turkish interests might be encroached by Russian proxies, that might cause Turkey to escalate against the Russians. And they might start to interpret, for example, the Straits, uh, the Montreux Treaty, and start saying that they are combatant, which if they did that under the treaty's terms, they're allowed to block the, uh, the, the Turkish Straits completely to all military traffic, both ships leaving and coming. Um, that would uh, that would be one of the ways that they could escalate. In addition to backing the Ukrainians more by providing them lethal aid or, or providing them more uh, humanitarian support, uh, that would be something that Turkey would change their minds about. Um, they might also change their minds if uh, the situation within Ukraine deteriorates further. If there's a Russian occupation and or a Russian takeover of that country, uh, if it becomes a very brutal situation similar to what we've seen in Syria, that might convince Turkey to step in in order to gain you know, international diplomatic goodwill, uh, to, to demonstrate that it's still uh, interested in humanitarian causes, to deflect from uh, its own human rights record that, it, that it's always had trouble with. Um, so if those sorts of factors happen, independent of Western pressure, um, I think we would see the Turks decide to take a more confrontational stance with Moscow. But we really need to see those factors happen first. Uh, at the moment, the Turks will be diplomatically willing to uh, toe the line from the West, uh, but they're not going to do anything where Russia might start pulling these levers of influence that they have over Turkey's economy uh, and their military situation in, in these various countries. Ryan Bowl is Senior Middle East and North Africa Analyst at Rain. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Emily. You can find some of his work in Rain Worldview, which offers objective geopolitical analysis and intelligence covering the global landscape. You can subscribe today at stratfor.com. Right now, we have a historically low subscription price. Go to stratfor.com for details. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.